Brian was all in the Raiders. It's week later, Owen Flea. Let's let's talk about the Raiders. Devontae Adams got paid, but Jesus Christ, he got he got paid with conditions at the minute. This Raiders team with McDaniel's uh, over under wins six. Do you think it's fair at this point? It it's been a, a nightmare for for them. Um, they you know given that they are Owen. Three, the only zero and three team, um, and I saw I was looking at Josh DeBow, who's the Raiders beat writer, um, pointed out that the teams that beat the Raiders are zero and six in their other games. Um, the, uh, the the Ravens' best season after an zero and three start was they went eight and eight in nineteen eighty six. So they're in a, a real hole at the at the moment, and nothing seems to just be clicking, right? Darren Waller had a, an awful uh, drop yesterday. Um, they it, they just cannot get it right. And um, Ian Rappaport was on uh, Pat McAfee's show earlier on talking about the fact that McDaniels had the meeting with Mar- Mark Davis. Was that a three-hour meeting? And Two Rappaport- weeks in. Rappaport said that was standard. No, I, I don't believe. I think I agree that his the seat isn't getting hot. But a three-hour meeting after a game is, is not. There is not. That's not standard. Not no no way. If that is accurate, that's what I had seen uh, initially. Kudos to the the Titans. I thought the Raiders needed this more, and and therefore I thought they would get the the win. Kudos to Mike Mike Vrabel and the the Titans. They they responded to you know a couple of um, or certainly a poor performance at the the week prior. But yeah, this is not a situation the Raven the Raiders wanted to find themselves in. Brian, can the Raiders turn it around? Because any Raiders fan is listening to this and will probably unsubscribe now from this podcast because I've been so down on them. I will say, well, Michael. Um, the Broncos can't play offensive football at the minute. Their defense is getting them to win games. The Chargers are on and off like a switch, and the Chiefs weren't weren't that convincing yesterday. So, you know, they're, they're, they've still got loads of divisional games. There's, there's a lot of time left. Can they turn it around though? Because it seems very. I don't think rusty is the word on the offense, but they do there's one no, thing and then they do the other, and it just does. It's just there, not good enough at the minute. There's no consistency to the play, Michael. The first game against the Chargers in SoFi, they played well in the second half, had an opportunity to drive down and win the game. Couldn't do it, didn't do anything for the first half. Last week, they played very well in the first half, only scored three points in the second half. Yesterday, they scored, they were down 24-10 at halftime, and essentially didn't show up for the first half, apart from the exception that one drive when Devontae Adams gets the touchdown. And then the second half, they come back, you know, late on with, with a... It looked like they were going to come back. I mean, they had the opportunity to tie the game at the end with the two points. But the big players aren't doing for him. Like, Collins touched on Waller. He had, you know, he had so many drops yesterday, and one in particular in the end zone. Devontae Adams is getting double teamed for large parts of the games. They need to find a way to, to, to get that resolved because the Packers were able to use him to their advantage of what he was double teamed last year. And yesterday's star for him was uh, Mac Hollins. He had a 48-yard reception, a 60-yard reception. He scores a touchdown at the end. He was a fourth round pick by Philly a couple of years ago and discarded. So they're relying on younger younger players to keep them in games. And Derek Carr, he's he's when he's when Carr's good, he's really good. And when he's poor, he's very poor. And yesterday he was he just he was struggling and he was looking for flags off the referees all the time. I do think it's still like that's I know it's zero and three and it doesn't look good, but 
I think next weekend essentially is, is really a make or break a game because it's a divisional game. They're home to the Broncos. You know, Raiders fans will argue that the Broncos right now can't move the ball. Does that mean that they can withstand the Broncos offense and allow them to potentially put points up on the Broncos defense and win the game? It's it, it'll probably you know end up being a close game, and the division is up and down at the moment. I really can't see a blow. I couldn't see a blowout for either team, Michael. But, oh know. no, I know. I just you know we know what your pick's going to be, and it's 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 Monday. I'm joking. I don't believe um, so, Michael. I picked the Broncos last night. Remember? I, and I, I didn't. So I mean, yeah, I'm taking the piss. I was the only one who right. picked the Broncos. In fact, let's say uh, let's let's talk about the Eagles. We haven't really had a chance to talk about the Eagles properly because they were on Monday Night Football last week. And we haven't, as a group, stands Mark, talked about this properly. Colin, uh, I have to give it to you, mate. Whenever you pick the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl in, in your picks, I thought, go on, I've had a really, really rough week. I'll take it with this lad smoking. Give me double whatever he's took, please. You're bang on. There's, n- there's no team in the NFC, as it stands three weeks in, that are anywhere near them. And we need to talk about the Rams at some point here because there's such, there's there are issues with the Rams, in my opinion, in terms of the defense, in terms of the relationship between McVeigh and that defense, and also the the way that they let the Cardinals stay in the game last night was really unacceptable. But going back to the Eagles, the standout team in that in, in that conference by a country mile, Jalen Hurts column is unbelievable. I, I genuinely cannot believe how good they've been for three weeks. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised. They have, there's a long, long way to go. But given the, the schedule and given what I really liked what they have done, and, and we have seen Hertz take steps over the past couple of years, okay? He went from 52% completion in, in year one to 61% to n- nearly 68% so far um, this season. And he's throwing over the middle. Right, that was the biggest knock on him uh, coming into this year. They went, they got a AJ Brown, and you know, they in fairness to Hertz, he seems to have taken a step. There's a long, long way to go. But when you have AJ Brown and Smith uh, and um your your tight your tight end can do some sort of Jedi moves to make defenders miss, um, and you have the O-line that they they do. You know, it makes a, an enormous difference, and this was an, like an absolute beatdown on the the commanders. So, um, the Washington's possessions right yesterday were punt, 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 fumble, punt, 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 stopped on fourth down, stopped on fourth down, touchdown with less than two minutes left. Sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it? Doesn't it? Um, it's. That that's like the the Broncos past five five years, um, yeah, it was a nightmare for for Carson Wentz. Howie has done a good job. The Eagles need to just continue to to do this. They're not go- they're not going to go unbeaten throughout the season. We have to see how they respond to adversity as well. But um, they have done, you know, you can only beat the teams that are in front of you. I think it will be a really interesting matchup between them and the, the Jags next week. And we will really see their O-line tested in, in that game because I, I think the Jags D-line has done really well. And they give you all sorts of, of problems in terms of what they can do. So that should be a really fascinating battle next week and one that I think had, you know, 
people looked at the schedule prior to the beginning of the season and looked at week four, people would have gone, no, nah, there's nothing to watch there. Well, all, all of a sudden, it's an interesting game. Brian, um, I know like me, you've nothing else to be at with your day and you know, you've nothing to be at. So like me, you've Googled the schedule for the Eagles. It's hard to see them not winning a lot of games, man. And it it's actually annoying to hear some of these matchups on this show tonight for week four because it seems like in transit we're going to miss a lot of these matchups on Sunday. Like th- That should be a great game, but the Eagles look unbelievable, aren't they? Yeah, they look they're playing very well offensively. I was quite very disappointed with Washington having seen all these games throughout the years, um, NFC East games that are usually nip and tuck to the very end, which is what I, I expected didn't materialise and starting to quickly realise that this Washington team aren't a very good side this year, which was quite surprising because I thought uh, Coach Rivera would at least have them very competitive. Um like we Devontae Smith yesterday for me was a standout player because AJ Brown has been getting so much of the focus in the trade and you know the tension he's got week one, week two. He showed up yesterday and caught some beautiful balls and touchdown was was fantastic. Um this weekend will be interesting. It's not so much about the game for me, it's about Doug Peterson as well, going back to uh, his old stomping ground, having won the Super Bowl for the for the Eagles and how his time ended there to be removed to be fired within what, three years of winning the Super Bowl. It doesn't really happen very often. So You'll have an axe to grind, I imagine, and this Jags columns alluded to the fact that this game at the start of the season looks like a win-win, but as the season goes on, like every season, the games become much more difficult, but the Eagles will certainly fancy their chances, and I wouldn't put them as favourites for the NFC just yet, but I think there is other teams that have on their day can, can match them and beat them, but um, they're a team that's learning, and the head coach is young and he's learning, so it'll be interesting when they come up against stronger teams throughout the course of the season. Okay. Can we agree one thing with Philly's connections to Ireland, lads? If Philly wins it, we're all, we're all heading to Philly. Is that the, the plan? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If, yeah. The lads go to Philly. I think I'll be sick that day. We are at all 32 broadcast teams, not counties. Now, the, but, if know. a result goes a certain way tonight, there, <laughs> there will be two teams within the division unbeaten. Let's not forget that. There's three teams left in the NFL unbeaten, Michael. If, if... Oh, I know, I know. But, like, if you take all 32 teams and look at the offense of all 32 teams, like, jeez, like the Eagles. Uh, are... I've always been a defensive type of guy. I get, my, oh. I get my kicks from watching good defense. All right. Well, look, I don't know. Like, we, we, we have to look at it in a way where it's, you know, objective in terms of no team so i don't know i i really Absolutely. have uh, as a fan of the game they've been very enjoyable to watch and there's been some clangers of games so far in a negative way this year and that game even against minnesota last last week when it was a bit of a blowout to be honest with you um their offense is very enjoyable to watch so let, let, let's see what happens let's uh, let's jump into a quick fire round column um how the hell are the bears two and one Please, please tell me because I just don't get it anymore personally. And Davis tra- knows it's all right. They're the trash team, Colin. Remember, they are trash. <laughs> they they are. <laughs> like, how the hell did Davis Mills not win that game yesterday? Like that is. They blew not, it. Sorry, Colin. They sorry. blew it. They, they, well, they did. Well, Davis Mills blew it because he he showed that you know he's he did not see Roquan Smith I don't know how you miss a, a player of the size of Roquan Smith but he did and look you, you would have to say kudos to to the Bears because they they have got the the two wins now they're playing football you know, really, like 
yeah, they have the wins, but this is football from a, a different era. They they sit eighth, right, on the fewest completions through the first three games, right? 2022 Bears have 23 completions through the first three weeks. <laughs> the next uh, team in terms of what, uh, like, uh, you have to go back to 1982, the Patriots in 1982 had 16 completions through the first three games when you consider that. And every other team, right, the other six on the list are all from the 70s. So, and the vast majority of them are from 71, 72, and 73. It's a pity how we haven't got Mark on tonight because he could he could talk about those teams and, and those players. <laughs> Regale us with his, with his memories of those teams. And Brian as well, to be fair. I haven't forgot yeah. about that as well. So, so I look... I don't. I don't know how how it's going to play out for the the rest of the season and whether they're ever going to allow um, him Justin Fields to actually throw the ball or, or what their their plan is. Obviously, next week they're going up against Brian's Giants, um, so that will be uh, an interesting one. Uh, but, I can't yeah, believe the like, bins but, are being collected on Friday, Colin. Or uh, I can't. I can't believe the bins are being collected on the Sunday. Sorry, I, I had the best joke ever, and I couldn't even get it right. Sorry, go on ahead. No, look, they they have found a way, and given the situation that they found themselves in, and that their former GM and their former head coach left them in, they they've won they've won two more games than I expected. Brian. I had a sheet uh, which said, "What? You're, yeah, you're, you're going to talk about the Bengals against the Jets. Um, can I just say I really enjoyed watching Sauce Gardner yesterday and leave it at that. The Jets fans are very disgruntled today, Michael. Um, I picked them. There's a lot of expectation coming off that great win last weekend. People felt they would really challenge this Bengals team that have been struggled offensively. But some of the defensive uh, plays by the Jets yesterday was... Left a lot to be desired in terms of the hitting and missed missed tackles. That that, that touchdown before half time to me signified the game. They were missing tackles throughout the course of the game. Chase was Chase was taking these two or three yard catches and turning them into 15, 20 yards. And it was quite an easy game in the end for the Bengals. You know, it, I felt to be tougher. I thought I thought the Jets would find a way to win, but the Jets are such an up and down team at the moment. I mean, they struggled in week one. They find that miraculous comeback last week. They go out last week yesterday with great expectations. Flacco has been given the benefit of the doubt that he can play at a level that's competent as a quarterback. And yesterday, again, he just shows that really he's not fit for purpose. It's all about Zach Wilson this week for the Jets. Um, Steelers away. They imagine he's going to be ready for the Bengals. They needed to get off the slide. It's a big win. And more so even by the fact now that they have the Dolphins on Thursday. So that makes for a really great game. But there wasn't a lot. Like Bengals fans today would be delighted that they got off with a win. And there wasn't a lot to really be concerned about. You knew by halftime this game was, was over. Uh, Mark's not here, so we're not going to talk about the Lions Vikings game because the Vikings are coming to London this week. They're not; they're actually not coming to London until Friday, um, which seems to be the case with a lot of teams this year. Scoop of the scoop of the week there. The Saints are already in London, or they're on the way to London now. I think they got here this morning. They, they've trained already. I'll please God be at one of the training sessions on Friday. Should I go to the Saints or Vikings? What what do you reckon? I mean. Vikings. Yeah, I was going to say I don't want to go to the Saints because I'm going to hand it off to Taysom Hill. Gorman's a core cousins. He's a sound guy. He's the kind of he's, guy. He's, he's, he's a nice guy. I'm, I, I, look, I'm hoping it's a good game on Sunday and we'll talk about it, talk about it then. Uh, Lions brick the bed. 
That's all I'm going to say. And fair play, Vikings got a win. So, and I, I picked the Vikings on, on this. I wasn't on the broadcast, but I still picked the Vikings. So, big up to O'Connell and the Vikings. Uh, in terms of the Seahawks and the Falcons, uh, the Seahawks Super Bowl was week one. I was watching a bit of the game yesterday and I tried to compare the, the crowd noise week one to the crowd noise yesterday. And then obviously the whole drone thing happened. Um, they're not great. And the thing that I was impressed with was the offense from the Falcons. Kyle Pitts still waiting to get a touchdown. But Cordell Patterson with 140 rush yards on the day. Just really says it all. Uh, an enjoyable day. Uh, does anybody want to talk about the Rams Cardinals very quickly? Because I feel like we're leaving that out. And I think there's a... I don't think all is well in LA at the minute. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine in a few weeks, but it's a bit stop, start, stop, start. And there were there was a few great plays to Cooper Cup yesterday, but I mean, will Cliff Kingsbury lads be in a job come Halloween? I think they'll they'll keep him purely on the basis that they gave him the the new deal. But whether he's in a whether he's in situ at the end of the season or or not remains to to be seen. The you know, I've seen Cardinals fans talk today about the fact that you look around the league and say, see what the Eagles have done in terms of building around their young QB on uh, that rookie contract. And that's where you want to be. And that is not at all where the the Cardinals are. We talked about it last, on the last week's review. We talked about it on the preview. The, the cards are completely reliant on moments of magic from Kyler Murray. That's, there doesn't seem to be any other strategy other than that. And if that doesn't happen or if teams um, can prevent Murray from making that happen, then there, 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 there's nothing else there for the cards. 